Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Modex podcast, a condensed podcast interview series where we speak with the founders, leaders and innovators in the tech startup and scale-up space about their journeys. Hello and um, welcome to the Modex podcast. On this particular episode, we're joined by Ray Espinosa um, and amongst his other roles as advisor, mentor, sports coach, he is currently CISO for a fantastic company called Inspective. So um, welcome, Ray. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much, Haley, for having me. I appreciate it. It's great to have you. Um, so I've provided a brief intro there. Um, for the benefit of the listeners, please could you tell us a bit more about yourself, who you are and your roles at the moment? Sure. So I'll start with the important stuff. I'm a husband of 20 years. I'm a father of four. Um, I'm uh, a mentor and a high school football and strength training coach here in Camas, Washington. And I also do cybersecurity. As uh, Haley mentioned, I'm a, a CISO of Inspective, and uh, I love having that opportunity to be able to positively impact my company. Amazing. So a lot on your plate. Indeed. Just, just the father of four is, you know... <laughs> sends my head in a spin but yeah a lot on your plate but um it sounds like you are very fulfilled from the previous conversations we've had it sounds like you're very very fulfilled in your various roles and I'm really looking forward to um diving into those a bit more as well um so let's maybe maybe start off on your kind of journey and how that's unfolded um and how you've got to where you are now um because I can imagine there's been lots of kind of ups and downs and, and exciting stories on the way. Could we maybe delve into that a little bit? Absolutely. So um, I would say my professional career started off slightly early, but also life started slightly early for me. I became a father at the age of 19. Uh, so after my first year of college, I decided I'm going to be there every single day for um, my child. And um, so that um, uh, prompted me to start a full-time job. I happen to always be good in technology. Um, my father was a mechanical engineer, but was also very early on with me saying, hey, let's make sure you understand how a computer works and what don't just flip it on and use it take a, a moment to understand like how everything works. And I'm super thankful for that level of exposure because it did make it easier for me as I moved into my first role. I think it was office manager for this nonprofit organization, but office manager slash like IT person. And that's really what led me sort of down like that technical track path. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I started off really doing um, typical office manager type stuff, you know, answering phones and, uh, and uh, restocking things and supporting some of the other folks in the office. But again, we also had some servers on site. Um, before the cloud, everybody had servers in their yeah. office, you know, and everybody had, you know, their, their desktop computers. It gave me an opportunity to continue to learn by troubleshooting issues from some of the less technical staff that we had there. That turned into a role where I was able to own IT and technology for a fairly large insurance organization in Central California. And that was really that step towards like a full-time technical role. Fast forward out of there, eBay.com or eBay found me back when I was, uh, they were a smaller company and I was also uh, fairly young. I was 21 years old. They were looking to hire a technical manager 
for their front end infrastructure team. So everything that supports the eBay.com website, they were looking for a manager at 21. Uh, the recruiter found me and I interviewed for it, but I think we all quickly recognized like I didn't have the experience or the maturity that they needed for that role. But thankfully, I left a really good impression on the hiring manager because he had told me, you know what, I don't think you're right for this role, but I would love to have you on the team. So they essentially created a role for me. Wow. And um, that turned into 10 years of magic. But uh, I went from individual contributor to team lead to manager on that infrastructure side. And then I started to get a little a little bored. Uh, it felt like every day was the same. And uh, eBay had just hired their first CISO. And a good buddy of mine who was already on the security team said, hey, we're growing our team. Uh, would you come and build incident response for us? You know how to run incidents. You know how to run issues. You have great relationships and you understand how things work. Would you come and build this function for us on the security team? And we'll just teach you all the security stuff. And I think I took maybe 30 seconds or so to be like, yeah, absolutely. Let's <laughs> let's do it. And it turned out to be um, one of the best decisions that I made for my career. And, and that was really my start of going from a pure technology and infrastructure as like a Windows and Linux administrator and then manager of that function over into cybersecurity as a whole. And then from there, I was really able to grow into additional leadership roles and whatnot, but hands-on technical and, and just an awesome opportunity to really get started there in security. Amazing. Yeah. And what a journey you've been on, been on since as well, haven't you? Indeed. Yeah. And then apart from the, the technical side, um, I'd be really interested actually to talk to you about the mentoring side, um, because it sounds like you've had a fantastic journey and had some great experiences with people along the way. Um, is that kind of, maybe talk us through the mentoring side, is that kind of what made you want to get into that kind of role? Um, it's always felt right to support others. Uh, I think ever since I was a kid, I, I was the one on the playground when somebody was being picked on, like I wasn't the biggest kid, but I sure as heck wasn't gonna be able to stand there and just let it happen. And, uh, you know, helping friends, being that supporting person for them, I found that that just naturally felt good. And it was the typical role that I played within like my friend group growing up uh -huh. and, and even so much so as like an adult or even, you know, like sort of like, like the weird sort of pseudo position that we all have, like in our family unit, like, you know, I have, um, you know, three brothers and, uh, you know, some amazing sister-in-law and nieces and nephews and, you know, my mom and whatnot, but I've, uh, I'm sort of like the one that the family leans on. And so I'm, I'm sort of thankful, you know, to be yeah. able to provide some of that. Um, but, uh, you know, it still comes back down. And I uh, remember, and you and I had talked about this in a previous conversation, but I was in sixth grade and I grew up in a really poor part of San Jose, California, and it was a really bad neighborhood. And, um, but me being me, I was the one who I try to have friend groups and I was cool with everybody, you know, and, and I was the one that kind of brought folks together. Um, but I had this one individual in my life from, uh, from the neighborhood who was just bad news. And, um, you know, uh, I am so thankful that I had a teacher, Hugh Gaines, Mr. Gaines, um, he saw this. And uh, one of the things that he saw me going down this path and he saw some of the decisions that I had made. And I'm so thankful that he intervened to the point where he pulled my parents in. And at the time, like I wasn't super happy about it. I was kind of embarrassed, et cetera. Uh, but I remember him pulling me aside afterwards and telling me, he says, you have such high potential and I see like such a strong light in you. I'd hate to see that lost because of, you know, bad decisions that were made. 
And, um, and it, it didn't change our relationship in the long run. Like I still like adored him. I thought he was fantastic. He was such a great leader and such great presence. Um, but when I think back to like, what, what were some of those like big moments where somebody had really stepped in for me and, um, yeah. and made a real difference in my life? You know, Mr. Gaines was absolutely one of them because I couldn't really see when I saw the path that that individual took. Even years later, I ended up at a um, at a funeral, sadly, but I did see this individual and he definitely went down uh, a path that had I followed, um, it wouldn't have felt right, but I would have followed because I felt like I needed to be a good friend and it would have not have been good. Um, mm -hmm. And so that, that was like one piece that I think was really core. And then outside of that, just as I continue to help more and more folks, as I continue to see even my children and support them in their own goals and supporting them becoming who they are, you kind of latch on to the things that, that make you feel good and that you feel like you provide real value. I remember having a conversation uh, with an early mentor that I just happened to be uh, matched up with at eBay. Uh, again, I'm, so much development happened for me at eBay from 21 to 31 in that 10 years there, but I had my opportunity to have my first official mentor there. And, um, you know, they, they talked about, you know, the ability to positively affect others and, um, and also the ability to really drive change. And, you know, you find your own value. He says, you know, hopefully when I retire and, you know, when I go off and, and one day, you know, when I pass on, you know, he's like, I sometimes wonder what will people remember me by? You know, will they remember, uh, you know, the, the things that I uh, accomplished professionally? Probably not, um, <laughs> but, you know, but individually, if I can impact somebody in a positive way and be a positive role model, um, regardless of the venue that I'm in, Surely that's a, um, that's a legacy that, you know, we, we can only create. Yeah. Like Mr. Gaines. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. So what, what, um, in what capacity do you mentor at the moment then? What does that kind of look like? Uh, absolutely. So um, there's a few organizations that I mentor through uh, fairly continuously. Everwise is one where I will typically take on a new mentee, uh, free of charge for me, but I believe they charge uh, customers. Somebody's making money somewhere, right. um, but I end up getting matched up with awesome people. And it's usually a six month engagement. Um, there's a few other platforms as well that I've used um, where mentors or mentees will find me where I have an opportunity. And I'm really quick, uh, you know, to, to be really specific, to try to understand if it's going to be a good fit, especially I've had folks reach out uh, directly to me over LinkedIn and there are times where um, my first response is, I would love to help, but I need to figure out what you're looking for and if I'm a good match and if I have the cycles to be able to give you all that you would need. And uh, after those types of conversations, because I have had some that have come through of like, hey, I would love to talk and maybe you can give me some guidance. And then we turn out that, you know, like the energy is here and I feel like I have a point of view or experience or something that I can add value to this person. And then, you know, we'll agree that, you know, maybe we'll continue and I'll just kind of continue to support them and we'll, we'll meet at a fairly regular basis through something like Everwise. Um, we will um, come together and we'll talk about goals and we'll talk about how often we want to meet. And it still does come down to, and I've been only once I've had to go back to Everwise and say, you know what, we're not a good fit. Um, they need something different or their expectations are well, um, unreasonable to think that I can help them get there. And, yeah. um, um, but, but gosh, dang it. Like if I will try so hard, if somebody needs something and I feel like I can add even an incremental amount of value, 
I'm going to lean in and try because again, like going back to like that Mr. Gaines moment, if there's something that I can do that helps somebody get one step further that they couldn't do on their own, then, then why not? You know, that's, yeah. And it just makes you feel so good. You know, it's right. Don't you deep inside, you know, it's right. Helping other people through your own experiences. So, um, and I typically learn from them as well. I mean, a lot of times my own experience when put through a slightly different lens, um, most of the time it still has a pretty good outcome, but sometimes I'm like, wow, okay. Like these are such unique, uh, variables that I didn't have to deal with. And so then it becomes more of like, so what do you think about this? And here's how I would, I think if I were in your situation, I would think about it in this way. And this is about how I would approach, but how does that feel for you? Because it's not like, who cares like how I would do it? It's more so of like what feels right to you. And this is sort of that general direction. And and I feel like that's key. I had an executive coach work with me on um, just executive presence and also, um, you know, um, feelings, my own feelings of, of being inadequate. You know, I, I mentioned in our previous, uh, you know, discussion we talked, I didn't graduate from college. And so there were times where, you know, I felt imposter syndrome and whatnot. And having working with somebody, it, it was so awesome for that executive coach uh, to, you know, to relay his own experience, but constantly pause and be like, how does that feel to you? And does that feel like that's you? And, uh, and I'm like, ah, this thing, not, but this thing, absolutely. And what a great experience uh, for me as a mentor to take and to pass on with others, because, you know, my experience may not be something that's right for, for somebody else. And it shouldn't be like a copy paste. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. Love that, Ray. Love it. Um, Okay, then. So what would you say then if you've spoken about some of the kind of highs and lows of your journey of your journey so far what would you say was being kind of the biggest high and the biggest low because obviously anybody in business that's kind of climbed the ladder and got got to a point where you know you're in a position of leadership there's have there has to be a lot of challenges along the way um success doesn't come without lots and lots of challenges and lots of lots of lows and I think it's important to talk about that and so what would you say would have been the kind of main kind of high and the main kind of low that you've experienced in your career I I guess I'll start with some of the lows and you know like there's this old adage like smooth seas don't make skilled sailors and so there are definitely times where I felt like I've had some pretty some pretty big failures, uh, but they I'm so thankful that they were all teachable moments for me. They were pretty rough in the time that I experienced them, but I, I can definitely look back to some of those and say I'm a better leader and I'm a better person and human being having gone through some of those than than others. Uh, um, I think one of the things that uh, that I had done, um, I had an opportunity to go from, you know, from that incident response manager and sort of category as I continue to move up in my career uh, to like a head of security role at this startup that was growing. And this was years back. Um, and they had sold me on the idea. Imagine building security and IT and infrastructure operations from scratch. What would you do different than, you know, what you experienced at some of the other places that you've worked at? How about you come and do that here for us? And so love the premise, love the idea. I walked in with an idea of how we've done it at eBay and Workday and Cisco Systems is going to work for this tiny startup. And then I, I quickly learned, holy cow, not necessarily, and I need to be much more pragmatic overall in my approach because what, what works for them 
doesn't work for this organization. And I think that was one of the first ones. I remember having a conversation uh, with the, the CEO and my boss at that organization at the time, and I'm presenting my strategy. And I was thinking that I was being fairly pragmatic, but I still had goals of being really like, we're going to have top-notch, world-class, the best uh, security and uh, engineering um, um, organization possible. And I remember, you know, the CEO stopping me and be like, someday that absolutely makes sense. But for the size of where we are, and I think I was employing maybe 60 or 70, he's like, I, I don't know if that's what we should be shooting for. And, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, no, you're right. You know, and, you know, starting to backtrack and kind of think about it a bit. I felt like that was my first, I really wanted to make a good showing. And I think I, you know, I, I overswung, uh, you know, a bit or swung a little bit too early on that. Um, so that, that, that was, I think, one of my first big learning experiences. Another one, when I had my first real CISO level experience at a, uh, a publicly traded company, um, I walked in. <laughs> being me, I'm honest, I'm transparent, um, you know, my, my heart's on my sleeve. And I'm just going to say, this is what I think is right. And I've learned a ton from some of these failures. And, um, you know, I'm going to assume everybody in the room has no agenda, you know, like everybody there is going to give it to me straight and tell me exactly what they feel. And I'm just going to be able to drive with that. And I don't mean to paint them in a negative picture because it wasn't necessarily um, malicious intent, but I think I walked in a little bit too naive to the way that the business operates and also recognizing there were different personalities in the room that their goals and objectives weren't necessarily aligned with my own. Yeah. And I made that assumption, well, clearly you all care about this thing. And so I'm just, I'm that's just the assumption I'm operating on. And so th there was some really quick uh, learnings that I had there that I think definitely made me better. There was also some tough leadership and, and whatnot that I had and uh, some teachable moments there that I think made me uh, made me overall better as a whole. But um, there are a number of things that I feel like I can draw from um, that uh, I felt like I had made what I thought was a good decision in retrospect, looking at it, I'm like, wow, had I taken a moment and taken a step back and said, you know, how can this be kind of picked out? Are there any holes to what I'm trying to present or the outcome that I want to get to? And is there a way that I can make a small pivot or I can account for some of the objections that they might have? So I appear more confident and clear and that I've thought through this because there's been times too where I present something and they're like, what about this? And I'm in my head, I'm like, holy cow, I have no idea. And I'm like, uh, uh, and so that doesn't present a lot of confidence in. And so immediately on the other side, they're like, maybe you should take this back and think about it a little bit more and come back. And even though I, I strongly believe in what we were trying to accomplish, having those types of things, I felt were all fantastic learning experience uh, in, um, and just understanding the playing field a bit better. And how do I become more confident? How do I think through things? So, and um, be open to um, challenges or variables that I wasn't aware of and figuring out a way, how do I work those in and still appear confident and, and you know, still make sure that we're moving towards you know, that, that sort of positive outcome that I was aiming for and, um, and also account for it. There's a lot of times where I lean in with a lot of vulnerability of like, look, folks, I have this, these experiences and I feel like this is right, but you may provide something to me that I haven't thought of before. So I'm asking that of you, please give me that feedback. Let me shape this a bit better so that we feel that it works. And I find setting that context sometimes makes it open. So it's an easier conversation to have. And well, I'm so thankful it's because I had tomatoes thrown at me, you know, uh, yeah. you know, oh, great though, how, you know, that just promotes and it just shows that you're self-reflecting. I think that's one of the key things you learn as you get older, that, that ability to reflect. Um, 
yeah so a lot of that really resonated with me as well about not everybody is on the same agenda as you and other people have other goals objectives aspirations you know priorities um I feel like I connected with you straight away I feel like we are on the same page on so many so many things and I've experienced what you've kind of just spoken about as well in in my career so that's really interesting thanks thanks Ray thank you so um so moving on I've got an interesting question here um really aimed at maybe people that are just starting out um just coming into kind of the cyberspace um at the beginning of their careers so what advice what's the one key piece of advice that you would give your 20 year old self if you could go back to your 20 year old self and give one key piece of advice what would that be um, I think it would be a couple of things. I, I, if I go back and say, like, wh- what are what are the constants that help me continue to grow as a human being and find success professionally? And I think it's been building meaningful relationships and uh, and in- actually invest time in those relationships. I'm thankful that that came easy to me. I, I feel like I'm a people person, you know, like I can have some of those conversations. I I didn't recognize the value, even though I was investing time in them. I didn't recognize the value that it would bring throughout my professional career. And so if I would go back, I would probably say double down on some of these, you know, make time for others who you feel uh, are going to value some of that time. And that was also a learning too. If if you are trying to um, build relationships and you're not getting, you're not seeing the value from that individual, if they're like, ah, maybe they continue to just reschedule because they feel like they have better things to do, then I think that's some clear indicators of of if, if your time's not respected, then move on. You know, yeah. th- they're likely someone else, you know, who will respect that time and appreciate that time. Um, but but building the relationships, I think those are key and they even pay dividends now. I genuinely care about people and I want to help people. And so just building that and being able to support others, uh, I would say continue to double down on that and uh, and then latch on and find those mentors and find mentors outside of the space which you operate. Um that same first mentor that I had at eBay, they told me, you know, you're great, you work hard, but you think too much like me. You kind of brought up in my org, find somebody else from another org who thinks about business differently and thinks about, you know, challenges um, different. And what a fantastic experience that was in bringing similar problems and having a completely different thought process and approach uh, to that. So I would lean into some of that. I feel like there's so many nuggets of things that that uh, have come through, but those ones really... I think kind of hit home. And that, do you know what I love about that as well? No matter what industry, business, career, personal, you know, personal life, whatever, it all comes down to relationships and spending time with people, figuring out what that person needs from you in a way. Um, yeah. And yeah. And nurturing those relationships. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely love that. Uh, and even, you know, even in this crazy tech world, it does come down to that human element. It, it really does. Success, you know, a lot of success comes down to that, that human element. So much of that, I think, is, you know, you, you may be a leader and you have, you know, folks within your org where you can kind of drive and guide what other business units to to get work done and prioritize when you don't, you can't tell them, Hey, I need you to do this. 
They're like, sorry, I have my own commitments. But if we have a relationship, there's times where I've been leaning into others of like, I normally wouldn't ask, but is it possible that you can do this? And I can only make that ask because I felt like I'm usually first to lean in of like anything I can help you with. Yeah. And if I've earned some brownie points and whatnot, you know, just legitimately trying to help, you know, the, there's there's always a push pull in some of those relationships. 100%. 100% yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so we've not got loads of time left, but what does so what does 23, the rest of 23, 24 look like for you then, Ray? What does that um, look so like? I'm um, I'm in the middle of uh, of our high school football season and it is American football. Um, and so we continue to do really well. I uh, continue to support those athletes uh, in the morning as we continue to build strength as well as just keep people healthy. I'm uh, I'm a strength coach who strongly believes in recovery. So we have uh, a yoga uh, yoga day. And, you know, we talk about, you know, training around injuries, but being aware of what our body is trying to tell us. I'm, I'm not, we don't, I'm so thankful. I'm part of a coaching staff where we don't think about how do we win at all costs? It's yeah. no, how do we develop these, uh, you know, these athletes to, to be great human beings first and also make, uh, you know, health and fitness a lifelong journey. So yeah. many folks have such a negative experience where a coach is focused on just an outcome. I'm like, I'm building relationships with these kids as I, you know, as they continue to get to, to be young adults and, and whatnot that they, they want to be active and they, um, they think about the good experiences, you know, I mean, I think we, uh, can agree, uh, folks in our lives, regardless of how long it's been, we may not remember a specific detail, but remember how they made us feel. And so I, I really take that to heart of, you know, I, I try to teach, I try to educate, but sometimes they just need somebody to listen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm surprisingly get more hugs in a day, uh, than, uh, than well you would expect as a coach, but I mean, I'm, I'm thankful because that feels like, you know, we're doing things right. So I digress, you know, helping the team that. stay healthy and stay, um, um, stay focused on just, you know, bringing their best that that's, what's going to help us get closer to winning a state title. And so we're continuing to drive towards that. Uh, we're continuing professionally to drive execution on some of our our Q3 goals and supporting our go-to-market team on, on, uh, acquiring customers, delivering great value overall. Um, and then we're getting into the holiday season, which is one of my favorites. You know, we're going to have lots of family come and visit. Um, my uh, my goddaughter will be coming and visiting from California for Thanksgiving as well, which I'm super excited. And so just lots of family time. I have a, a son who's in the Marines, which I haven't seen in about a year. He will also be coming home for the holidays as well. So I'm, I'm just super thankful. Like the rest of this year, it's football and family. And, Amazing. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe a little bit, but that sounds uh, that sounds amazing. And then, what what about um twenty twenty four? Is that more of the same? More of um, the, thankfully, I think it is more of the same. In you know, continuing to coach, continuing to mentor, uh, continuing to help um my company succeed, yeah. and uh, and you know, being everything that my family needs. Uh, and I'm I'm. I'm really thankful the the amount of uh you know blessings and great things that I have in my life I, I feel they're they're abundant and plentiful and so I want to make sure I continue to invest in all of them so that they can continue to grow. Oh, amazing, amazing. So your football team that's um at Camas High School. Yeah. Yes. And football in the US American football is yeah similar to rugby. Yeah. <laughs> Similar with rugby, but just more equipment being. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, from lots of American teen dramas, I do. Uh, I do know. 
so yeah when I'm in the states I might try and uh, catch a game next next week <laughs> um, so we are nearly at the end now it's been so so lovely getting to know you more um it really has and I really do feel like your journey your story your perspective is is going to inspire a lot of people I really hope it does um can we please leave though with kind of one golden nugget takeaway for our listeners um if you were to recommend one book that has really inspired you and has really made a difference to kind of how you think um and you you feel like this is a book that someone needs to kind of pick up what book would you recommend extreme ownership by jocko willink um it was something that absolutely resonated with me that um especially as a leader i can control my outcome and if we, we will experience failures and yeah. uh, having that level of ownership, uh, I'm not one to blame. Uh, if anything, if if I'm if I'm leading, and I've always had this natural uh, feeling of there's somebody in my org, and we had a failure, and that you know the guidance came from above through me. Then, if we had a failure, it's because I didn't communicate well enough. I didn't communicate the guardrails. I didn't communicate you know the operating environment. I didn't clearly communicate the outcome. And so I think that was that, that felt natural uh, and instinctual to me as a leader. And reading through that book, Jocko Willink, an ex-Navy SEAL, um, you know, talked about taking some of what they've learned in leadership from the military and being able to apply that professionally. So um, <laughs> uh, that startled me. Um, but that was uh, um, what I think uh, really resonated with me. And that is so much so I uh, bought copy, copies for all the leaders that I had in my org because I felt so strongly about it. If anything, it may not resonate with them of how they should think, but they get a better understanding of how I think of, think, of yeah. leadership. Yeah, amazing. Well, I will actually put the link to that then, or at least the details anyway, in the in the podcast summary then, so that the, the listeners can have a look at that. So that's that's amazing. And how can our listeners find you then? So you're on LinkedIn. How how's the best way that they can find you? Uh, LinkedIn is usually best, uh, you know, search for Ray Espinoza and security, um, cause there are other Ray Espinozas in the world. Um, but, um, on Twitter as well at Ray Espinoza sec, um, it's a combination of football, uh, strength training and some cybersecurity stuff. So you really get kind of a mix of, of things as you go. And that's on Twitter and that's Ray Espinoza. Ray Espinoza sec, S-E-C. Amazing. Amazing. Right. Well, uh, I will put the link to that then as well in uh, in the summary. So, yeah, just to finish, it's been an absolute pleasure. It really has um, speaking to you and finding more out about you. Um, I really do appreciate your time that, that you've taken. Um, and yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to share my story and share a little bit about uh, my journey. I uh, I really do hope that it can help somebody. And, and I would definitely encourage as well, if there's somebody that has questions, they want to reach out about finding the right mentor or how to get into cybersecurity or some of the organizations that I'm a part of, uh, I'm happy to have that conversation. Thank you. You've been listening to the Modex podcast. Please follow the show and tune in again for the next installment. If you'd like to be a guest of the show, I'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with me at www.modextalent.com.